0: Oh yes, guilty movie pleasure fans. Back in 1984, when Arnold first uttered the words, I'll be back, we thought he just meant in that scene. Turns out he meant he'd be back several times, and for better or worse, today we are covering Terminator Genesis. Ah!
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And
0: now popcorn talks guilty movie pleasure Woo! i have no idea what the uh, i think I, was, I meant i meant to be like ay, 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 like i will know to get back to the chopper but i just like totally didn't commit to it and just went <laughs> like, maybe that's how most people feel about terminator genesis and i was i was summarizing it in an arnold noise that must have been you must have internalized everyone's feelings about it
1: sort of sounded like um like, a, maybe a car ran over your foot? Or oh! oh.
0: <laughs> I, I would hope I would react louder than that. I don't know. All right! Now that we've gotten that weird intro out of the way. Jesse wasn't here last week. We had Chelsea Stardust, my friend who directed Satanic Panic. If you didn't see last week's episode, check it out. She has some great insight into horror, into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the reboot, how the original one still ha- uh, holds up, how the new one's a very valid remake. And uh, we talk a little bit about her film, Satanic Panic, and all that we destroy. She's a super rad person, and she makes super rad movies, so you should totally support her, and she's a friend of mine. But anyways, we're back with a regular show now. Uh, if you're not here, uh, a regular, still exciting show. I, I,
1: I was going to say, I feel like no, like, and uh, no. today we have Jesse. No, oh, we have my
0: no. super rad co-host, who's always here with me. Nice. He is the funny on this show. I'm the loud one. He's the funny one. He's the sneak attack Channing Tatum. <laughs> Jesse McIntosh. Him Jesse McIntosh. <laughs> Yes! There it is. So glad to have you back, buddy. Good no, I back. was building up to a return to form, Understood. is what I was saying. Understood. Uh, the self-deprecation is my thing. You're the, you're the subtle... <laughs> <laughs> I'll anyway. steer clear of it. Dude, just stay the yeah, hell
1: away from I'll that. Stay in my lane. I All right, terribly.
0: so I tweeted out last week, because uh, I saw Terminator Dark Fate. And, um, how was it? Oh, hey, Ryan, oh, I'm hey. so glad you asked. I tweeted out a review. You can watch it. No, I'm kidding. Well, you can watch <laughs> it. Uh, just a 30 second thing with no spoilers. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. The biggest issue I have with all Terminator movies after Terminator 2 is that, um, some movies shouldn't be franchises. And Terminator 2 has a very definitive conclusion that feels like they finished the story that was started in Terminator 1. And everything else since then, except maybe Salvation, feels like it's just trying to justify its existence too much. Even though Terminator Dark Fate is the best of the sequels. I will say it's the best of all the sequels, including Terminator 3. You you mean after Terminator 2? Yes, Uh, yes, after Terminator 2. I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think it's perfect. There's some issues with it, but I think it's a lot of fun. It has some great action. The third act gets way too CGI for my taste in some parts. But overall, uh, Mackenzie Davis is awesome as the new. Um, they tell you very early on that she's an augmented human. Um, yeah, and and I thought the new Rev Nine Terminator model was really cool. So I think there's enough good stuff to warrant going to see it in the theaters. Does that sum it up for you, Ryan?
2: Yeah, that sounds that sums up. For did me. you see it? I did see it. What do you think? I, I thought it was all right. I think they make right? a very bold choice five minutes in. And, yeah, uh, which didn't...
0: I actually didn't mind, but a lot of people hated. It yeah. was a bold choice that we won't spoil.
2: I completely agree with the thing you said up top about how I think some movies just don't need to be in a franchise. And this is no. one that is, uh, I think, after this movie, officially dead. I
0: which think so. Is, which
2: is a bummer. But it's funny. like We, we, we covered Terminator <clears throat> Dark Fate on action movie Anatomy yeah. a week back. And then we did Reaction to Salvation. Terminator Salvation has one of the best trailers. It, I have the ever trailer's seen.
0: incredible. And the movie's really yeah.
2: rough yeah there's a lot of shouting on set from what i heard
0: yeah yeah from what everyone heard i think my biggest thing is that they in terminator dark fate their best action sequence is the first one mm-hmm. the the fight scene between the rev 9 and mackenzie davis that you see in the trailer grace and the rev 9 in the factory and then the car chase that is very reminiscent of terminator 2 and that's the best in t- action sequence in the whole thing and then it gets the biggest th- problem i have with all action films nowadays is they're like Oh, we can do this, so we we, we're going to instead of should we should we have a car spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert Should we have a Humvee fall off a waterfall and be underwater getting attacked by a Terminator? Literally at the bottom of a river. I say yes. No, you don't need that. Agree to disagree. That's why That's why to this day the effects (laughs) in Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 still hold up better than the effects in this, than the effects in Terminator Dark Fate, because it's practical, because there's a tangibility to it. When the semi-truck blows up in the end of Terminator 1, it still looks rad, because it's a miniature that's actually blowing up. Hmm. And they use perspective to shoot it to look real. I don't know. What did you think about the CGI, Ryan?
2: Uh, you know, I thought the CGI was pretty solid. It actually reminded me a lot of what Tim Miller, the director, did with Deadpool. Yeah, uh, it's it's as solid as that movie, and it almost felt like it had the same budget as Deadpool. Yeah, uh, which I think you know this goes to show Tim Moore is a really talented director. He can really do action very well. He's definitely a unique style to it. Uh, but yeah, when you when you have two hum- films like Terminator One and Two, it's just
0: the Hummer, the Humvee underwater was just ridiculous for me. I liked, that was a little I liked. Rough. I like the end throwdown, but the Humvee underwater. I was like, this is getting to like Jurassic World, Fallen do you, Kingdom. Do you feel like?
1: For me. Do you feel like if we had more Humvees underwater? <laughs> yeah,
0: if just if this was. <laughs> I
1: think I, I think that maybe what what I'm hearing from both of you actually is that there there wasn't enough underwater stuff. I think that's stuff. what it is.
0: I just you know what? I'm just I just really want Avatar for yes, where they
2: skip to the underwater world. It. Don't worry. Don't worry. But the thing is no one is seeing this movie because of the one we're talking about today.
0: But and and no one's seeing it because James Cameron came out before Terminator Genesis and said this is the proper sequel. I think you're going to love it. It actually says on the back of this, you are going to love this movie. James Cameron, director, Terminator 1 and 2. And then what did he say before Dark Fate, now that he's producing it? This is the proper sequel. Not to mention, James Cameron has spent the last like three years bashing Wonder Woman for not being the first movie to have a f- strong female lead. Right. He's been bashing Marvel movies. He's just He sounds like a grumpy old man. Telling people to yell off his lawn, uh, get off his, yelling at people to get off his lawn, and saying, "Just wait till my Avatar movies come out." And so far, I literally know I don't know a single person who's excited for the four Avatar. Movies.
1: Well, you're excited for Avatar
0: four, yes, the specifically underwater the fourth one. one. I don't, know. I know that. Um,
2: Yikes! There's f- so many of those coming out. I, yeah, I, I think
0: don't there's know. four, com- three. There's at least three coming yeah. out.
2: There's at least. Does it actually have that quote behind it? <laughs> it does it does i'm oh, looking I at pulled it up the image right you here. are going to love this movie oh my gosh it does i got it right here yeah wow the best so, trainer since two
0: i bought this for five dollars by the way used it my old uh, rest in peace video hut in Sherman oaks rest in peace anyways let's get into this because this is uh, now that i, I do want to hear if you saw dark fate let me know what you thought again i think it's a solid action film i think for the most part, I liked all the action. Just the hum, the humbee underwater was too silly. Was
1: there, I have three questions. Was there enough water for you guys? Yes. Was the fate dark enough for you
0: guys? And have you seen I, pixels? I love I loved Linda Hamilton being back. You and Pixels. I loved <laughs> Linda Hamilton. I loved Arnold. I even didn't mind the stuff they did with him, which I won't spoil. Anyway, so Terminator Genesis, I tweeted out about this very nervously last week because how this came about was I had seen Dark Fate. And that night, I came home and started re-watching Terminator Genesis Just to see, because when I saw this in theaters, I remember it got like a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Literally every reviewer I listened to said it was garbage, that it was a muddled mess, that they hated it. So I went in with the lowest of low expectations imaginable. And I ended up having a lot of fun because I had revisited, and I told you to do this, revisited Terminator 1 before going to see it. And I still, after... I. I stopped myself from watching it again, and I revisited it. I revisited Terminator One's first act again, then watched this, and I appreciate for at least the first forty-five minutes until they make the time jump to twenty seventeen. What they were trying to do, and I thought it was cool to literally see shot for shot recreations of Terminator with these alternate flips of the timeline. But then it starts like kind of canceling itself out and getting very confused with what the message is. And it, it, it becomes a little bit of a jumbled mess, as William Lowry and I were debating on Twitter. Um, specifically, J.K. Simmons' character makes zero sense now in this timeline. And the biggest issue I've realized with all the Terminator movies is we want to have our cake and eat it, too, which means we want to have Arnold in them, but there's no justification for having Arnold pass the second one. They already had to tweak it. To the, to the limits of our suspension of disbelief to bring him back in part two as the good guy. And now and he dies in the end of... He sacrifices himself in the end of part two. So every single movie since then is really trying to shoehorn Arnold back in there, where maybe the secret, and this could be blasphemy, maybe the secret to making a good Terminator movie is to not have... Or a sequel that actually is justified is to not have Arnold in it, not have the T-800, and still be Like 10 Cloverfield Lane was to Cloverfield. Like a side or showing the the rise of the... Actually showing the rise of the machines leading to Judgment Day. Leading to the rise of the Resistance and John Connor's story. It is. That's right. That's the only way to do it. Because you keep trying to because this is so confusing watching Arnold in a movie with different actors playing Kyle Reese and, and and Sarah Connor just like in Terminator 3 it's confusing with Sarah Connor having died of cancer off screen and a different act Nick Stahl playing John Connor Ugh. and just like this it's just so confusing it's, it's also it makes it extra
1: confusing in this one because they have they do mimic the first part of Terminator and so they have yeah. Arnold coming back and then Arnold killing Arnold yeah <laughs> Which is, uh, it was unnecessary. Um, It was still fun, though. It was fun, but it was, it like immediately muddled what was going on and it immediately confused what was happening.
0: Um, To a degree,
1: yeah. So, because I don't explain to me, and I may have missed it. um, I'm sure that I missed it because I would hope that they would have explained it how uh, the good Arnold made it back to the 70s to child Sarah Connor great they didn't explain i think they
0: did i think they i think they i don't know if they did right did they if anybody in the live chat knows if they actually i know they explained that he did come back right so he was sent by john i think they say that john sent him back to protect her at a younger age
2: oh it's just so confusing I mean, that's the thing whenever you have a time travel in a franchise like this oh my gosh
0: well the other thing is that the the very message of the first terminator you can't
1: go back and no one else is coming that's that was the thing yeah right yeah you can't you can't retrieve her and go back to the future no. and no one else is coming
0: and and the very act of them sending the T800 to kill sarah connor is what births john connor which then leads to him leading the resistance and another thing that was brought up in in several reviews i saw is that The simple fact of, like, one person being the deciding factor for a resistance is super, is a big thing. It's very reductive. Yeah, and Terminator 3, if I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong, but if anybody in the chat knows this, but if I remember right, Terminator 3, the TX played by Kristana Loken, was coming back to kill off key members of the resistance, which makes more sense to, like, go back and try and erase multiple... People who were the main core of the resistance because Claire Danes character played who eventually becomes John Connor's wife, um, but who sends the T-800 back to protect John Connor as a boy, I believe. I don't know. There's so much. Well,
1: okay. Ah, Okay. so but this is the thing. This is the thing that they should have thought about. This is what drove me crazy when I was watching the Terminator because I
0: watched oh wait wait we have yeah, a confession yeah. Jesse has a confession that may immediately make people break their computers
1: no it shouldn't because I've said before on this show that there are some major films in, I threw my in the, the world the that I just missed and what
2: are you saying Jesse
1: I'm saying that I up until this week had never seen a Terminator movie <laughs> <laughs> I did I did watch select episodes of season 2 of the Sarah Chron- Chronicles <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually watched the whole first season of that. That's
1: absolutely not true. The first I never season saw was never great. Seven. I never saw the second though. Um, I did understand that the Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles were part of the Terminator universe.
0: I did understand yeah, that. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's considered canon necessarily. It doesn't matter. I didn't watch it. Um, I. But so, so but you so watched, I did my homework because I, I told right you to. Thing. I told you to watch the first act at least, and then you. And I watched the whole movie. How would you think of it? Uh, I. So, I said this
1: at (laughs) when I was like a half an hour in. I think I texted you and I said, um, This doesn't, this is not what I thought. Because you've been,
0: in your mind, Terminator 2 is probably what you haven't seen yet. But Terminator 2 is like the more bombastic action, is what you were expecting. Not this kind of low, lo fi, almost slasher film with a cyborg.
1: Yeah. It it seemed almost, uh, I mean, there was action in the beginning, but it was very like, it was very coy and very like, Almost noir-y, like the way that they were um, slowly revealing information. Oh, I love it. Um, so it, the, it, the police station scene is so good. Just the pacing of it, and uh, and I honestly, it's probably because of T two. I thought Arnold was a good guy, <laughs> and so my expectations were that. And when I started watching it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting that they're making the good guy murder kill Bill Paxton right away." <laughs> yeah. um, which, by the way, Bill Paxton yeah. in Terminator didn't know that. Um, so, but let me, let me bring this all the way back around Mm -hmm. when I started watching Terminator and then also in Terminator Genesis, if your goal is to nip something in the bud by traveling back or forward in time, why would you go to the moments before that thing will happen? So in this movie, they go to the day before the launch of Genesis, which is absurd because they've been working on genesis for years why wouldn't they have gone when security was less tight or when they were less hyper aware of the danger that they yeah. might be in or any other time maybe they go back and kill the creator of genesis when he was a baby which is when you should do it so when terminator in terminator when they go back to get sarah connor and she's an adult who can like think ...and reason and run and hide, it makes no sense. Why wouldn't they go back to when she was a child, when she had
0: no one yeah. n- no one even thinking about her, no one able to protect her, really? I think that, uh, you know, that's the thing. You start running into that kind of—that's that, just—you have to suspend your disbelief, and that's why Terminator 1 and 2— uh, they're such well-crafted films that you can suspend your disbelief, and then when you start stretching the franchise out, is when you start going,
1: "What?" But I'm I'm okay with them stretching. Like the beginning of this movie, I was like, "Hell yeah, let's like figure out what happens if a wrinkle is thrown in, and let's like revisit all the steps that were taken and yeah. what will happen. Like the butterfly effect, kind yeah. of like what is different in this world now that this happened. Yeah. But when you then immediately jump to, we're time traveling to this, we have one shot at this, and they go to moments before... They're going to release this thing onto I the think, world that will I think, kill everyone. I think it's
0: because they wanted to destroy it when it was at its full capacity, uh, so that it's wiped out completely. I would have just been like, "Hey, like, because Arnold stayed back." We're, because we're there's into it no all. stakes in the Act Three climactic battle. Then, if it's not minutes before it launches,
1: I understand that. I Let's also do this.
0: understand. Let's get into this. What I, do you think? I
1: also understand. I'm just going to finish this. Yeah, I please. I also understand that you can't have the goal of your movie to kill a baby or a child. I understand that that is probably. Probably the reason they went after adult Sarah Connor. Um, but
0: I, I would, mean, Deadpool two has a deleted scene where he goes back in time and can't kill baby Hitler. Yeah, I think like you just can't. No, I think he does actually put a pillow. <laughs> I think, I think it's so. a deleted scene. There's a deleted
1: scene. in, yeah, but like you at least have to bring that up. Why? Tell me why. Yeah. Why did you choose this very moment? And like Arnold stays back. And they're like, well, see on the other side. They're not like, hey, man, do everything you can in the meantime to slow down the production of Genesis. Even he's like, I work construction on this building. And it's like, bro, you didn't like
0: intentionally break anything. (laughs) Or or you didn't didn't like set a virus in there. That would have been so much easier. No, he just like helped build it. Why? (laughs) That's a good point. Why? (laughs) Guys, I know everything about this. I even helped make sure that it's perfectly created. No, 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 no. Why, no, no. Did, why, you why did you do that? Why would you
1: do that? Because now I know how to get through it. Yeah, yeah, but you okay. could have stopped
0: it. But I mean, like, that's simple. We could have just gotten the blueprints. You could have literally You could have, like, forgotten cement every day
1: yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> I love it. Let's get, Jesus we got 25 Christ. minutes. We got a ton to get into. All right. Here we go. Should we do the plot in under three minutes? Let's, uh, let's try. Let's yeah. try. Why not?
2: Oh. Oh. Was oh. premature. That was a premature launch, just All like right. Skynet. All right, here we go. Three, two.
0: I don't even know what? the time. Okay, here goes. Uh, so we start off, and and Kyle Reese is, uh, is is recapping what happened with Skynet when they launched the nukes, and there's Independence Day-style explosions. And they're really showing off their modern effects. Uh, they show the future now, where he gets saved by John Connor, and he starts working his way up the ranks in the Resistance. He has a photo of Sarah Connor. He's in love with her. Uh, they show where they're taking out Skynet, and we find out that the reason that no other T-800s are sent back is because Skynet was destroyed in that moment, and right before they were destroyed, they sent the T-800 back uh, to the first movie like in the first movie and then uh, kyle reese is sent back but before that matt smith comes in and it turns out genesis has now been spawned and he takes he does something to john connor kyle reese sends it back in time where we see the old t-800 gets killed by arnold in this fight scene and then kyle reese is being chased by a new t-1000 that's uh blades and like chopping off and, and they're recreating scenes from the uh, the first terminator movie and then Sarah Connor comes in and rescues him. Come with me if you want to live. And then they have this awesome chase sequence, and they have several chase sequences with the T-1000 leading to... Uh,
1: well, their... I I don't remember exactly. I, I just know that like they end up having to travel to the yeah. future, right? Yeah. Um, so they defeat the, the police the, officer yeah, with yeah. the thing, and then they go to the future, but Arnold has uh, lost his hand. Mm-hmm. So he has to stay back. So he has to stay back. Because no
0: inorganic matter can go through. Sure. Sure.
1: Um and it's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so then they go to the future and they land in San Francisco and it causes a car wreck because Arnold's late because of traffic. Yeah. And then they take them to the police station and J.K. Simmons shows up and he's like, "I've been working on this for a long time." You, Which, they're not. He they should have they set are. that up in the first half. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, um. And then uh, John Connor comes and John Connor he's like, "Hey
0: guys, I'm here. Don't worry." Yeah. And, and then Arnold comes out with a shotgun and a teddy bear, like in uh, the roses in Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Boom! 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 No, you're killing my. my 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 husband, or my son. Nope, he's now Genesis, we find out. There's a big attack sequence. The MRI machine holds him back, uh, and then they're able to escape, and they go to a bunker. They go to a bunker, get all these weapons, but then immediately John Connor shows up again, and then they grab, like, four guns and blow up the bunker, and then they're like, all right, we gotta go destroy Skynet. So they escape on a school bus. Uh, Yeah, and there's this (laughs) awesome scene where the school bus flips over, like, 14 times. Um... They then go, and they plan their attack on Skynet. They have a big battle with John Connor there. Um, they crash a helicopter. They're fighting him, and, uh, and then... Uh, and then the hologram keeps uh, showing yeah, up yeah, and yeah, being yeah. like... Uh, and, gro- and, and as he ages, the clock keeps yeah, <laughs> ticking forward. The timing is going down. Yeah, and um, then they set all these charges up, but they, they can't... The the, the the thing is busted. The trigger yes, is uh-huh. busted. And so Arnold takes, uh, Genesis, or takes John Connor and brings him into the, the field of the thing the time travel yep. machine and since they're both inorganic matter it blows up and it takes out the whole thing as as Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor escape and, and then they go
1: back and tell young Kyle Reese you got to tell like, genesis yeah,
0: is Skynet. genesis is skynet and then they well wow, that was actually surprisingly way easier to explain than i thought uh yeah let's get into this <laughs> so um I I like all the. Fu- I think the future stuff is pretty cool in the beginning. Sure. I think yeah. I think a lot of that looks cool. Uh, it's a little more CGI. I love the practical T eight hundred exoskeletons in in Terminator one and two, but I don't think it's so CGI that it looks shitty. I think it's I think it's cool. I think that big battle where they're storming Skynet is fun, um, and and the reveal. I love the twist and the reveal that the reason only one Terminator was sent back is because Skynet was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that there was something happened and changed, and now Genesis exists. Which, upon further reflection, makes me immediately question everything. Because I'm like, well, if Genesis exists, did, did Skynet in this future timeline already... Did, did Genesis exist in this future timeline already, and just John and Kyle didn't remember it? Or did... Or... or When Genesis launches, I know what it is. When Genesis launches, that's a time travel machine. So maybe he went to the future. That doesn't make sense either. Nope. I don't understand. I don't understand how Genesis now exists in this future timeline when they haven't gone back in time yet to change it. It was.
1: So what I think happened was (laughs) the.
0: There's a nexus point. I know that. Terminator goes back. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And all the events that happen when he goes back. Spawn Genesis,
0: right? But but he already went back in the first movie. But this is the first movie. Yeah,
1: right. This is what led up to the first movie. Yeah. So he. Whole podcast is just who cares? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It
0: doesn't make sense. That's the issue. That's the biggest issue most people have with this movie. Yeah. Yes. Is that if you look at it as just a purely entertaining? Because there should be two.
1: There should be two Kyle Reeses. In the past then.
0: Yes. Right. And the biggest thing that I had... One of my biggest issues... I love Amelia Clark. I think she's great as as Khaleesi. I think she's a very talented actress. I think she's horribly miscast in this movie. Tell me why. When she has these giant guns and she's so adorable and tiny, every time she's firing these things, she's like blinking and like flinching. <laughs> like when she's when she's like, "Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> it's like when Will Smith or Will Farrell's firing his gun and, Jay and Silent Bob and he's like, "Hey, eh, eh, hey, eh. hey!" I think she's awesome as an actress. I just think that. Compare she doesn't have the same energy as Linda Hamilton. You need it if you cast somebody like Emily Blunt, I would buy it. Mm. I think that that uh Amelia Clark is better at more strategic badassery than physical acts. She's more of a thinker. She's more of the yeah, she's more of like the Cersei Lannister types, the, the Khaleesi, the you could see her manipulating people, but not necessarily firing giant guns. And then Jai Courtney, I'm sure he's a lovely human being, but I've never found him. Interesting as an actor, and I don't think he's very interesting as as John as John um, Kyle Reese. Yeah, I think Michael Bean in the first movie is their relationship. Uh, Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese has that awesome kind of romantic comedy vibe where it's like they hate each other at first and they grow to to fall for each other more. And this, they're really trying to force that. They're trying to force us just like. Sarah even comments in this that oh I got f- I'm supposed to fall in love with him. It's like that's like the screenwriter's telling you. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to fall in love, so right. we're gonna force it. Right. This this relationship. Was Could you a bring the clock back up for us, Ryan? So I keep on. So uh, I keep on schedule. You got it. Ooh. <laughs> oh,
2: you, you, got, go, you got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it.
1: You got it. You got it. Okay. Uh, this relationship is a problem. What do you think of the casting, though? No. The casting. It. It was. Uh, I don't think you necessarily need you need them to have chemistry and they don't and they don't at all. Um, and that sincerely is the only thing that we truly need out of them because, uh, Kyle Reese just needs to be like a super strong
0: soldier guy, Mm -hmm. which he is. Um, but I, I also think he's too beefcake and pretty to that. There's, there was a, there was a a rough edge to Michael Bean in the first one. There was like a roughness to him that felt authentic this feels forced, his casting. But it
1: was al- like he's almost playing a different character.
0: He is, because he has all these quips like, is there an off switch for this? It, and that's what I, I said is like, this is around the time. This was 2013 or 2015. Uh-huh. So this is when Marvel's already existed for yeah. seven years now. Yeah. And the Hollywood constantly does this. They learn the wrong lessons from movies. Yeah. Where they go, ah, Marvel has jokey characters. So we'll make our Terminator movie have PG-13 and jokey characters. When people going to this want an R-rated more violent world that has higher stakes, more brutality to it, and they don't want their characters saying stupid one-liners that and don't get me wrong, I love Marvel movies. They're not that exists because there's humor in the comics. It's warranted, but not everything has to be the same. It doesn't all have to feel cookie cutter. Yeah. Like I mean, is, what's. Again, what's, I love Marvel movies. I own all 20. You
1: don't have to convince anyone. You love Marvel <laughs> no, movies. No one needs what,
0: convincing of that. <laughs>
1: what, what's the one thing that you like, the lasting memory that everyone has of Terminator? Arnold. I'll Ar- be back. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. The one line that is, he yeah, but, drops. I know it's different. Yes, I know yes, it's yes. different. Yeah. But I think that, like, that lasting memory also sort of infused itself into the idea of this movie of, yeah. like, we have to create a new I'll be back sort of not like a new one but they just made but it's just like it's in there you yeah. know what i mean like that idea of of everyone remembers
0: the one liners is in this movie to a degree but i think they make like i said they make everybody a little too more jokey i think that arnold's jokes work because they're they're still in character they're in character of a of a t800 not understanding human emotions like sure. Hug- hugging is irrelevant why do we do this or like Every, whenever there's like Sarah Connor and him, I like the father daughter relationship they have. I actually like their relationship in this a lot. Yeah, I I just don't like Kyle Reese's portrayal, and I think Amelia Amelia Clark does what she can with a role that isn't the best, and and that she may not be super suited for. Um, and it may just be that the plot's super muddled. I think it's it
1: was they were both given like really difficult. Jobs here to yeah. to sort of make sense because there's a template for both of these people, but they're asking them to do something different Completely with different, it yeah. and be different people. Um, like her character is 180 degrees from the character that we see
0: in, uh, Term- in well, the first and, Terminator, and movie. in Terminator Two. Like Terminator Two, she's awesome. Wait till you see that she's awesome in that movie. Yeah,
1: uh, and like this character for him, he's having to deal with he's he's having to like emotionally deal with things and that wasn't the case in the first terminator movie he's just a mercenary there yeah. to like protect yeah but in this one he's like immediately having to grapple with the fact that everything's changed the fact that his mission is gone kaput and he doesn't have Again, he doesn't really so know why is he so
0: jokey when everything's worse that's what well, that's notes.
1: that's what he as an actor I guess had to reconcile like that's a different thing. It's not his fault it's, it's the script's fault. It's the script's fault yeah. like they gave him like a totally different emotional arc and they gave him jokes and it's like that's have they taken to, it too that's what they want to do. That's tough to merge.
0: So I want to talk about what you thought of the the first 40 minutes to me which we won't we only have 15 minutes. Yeah. But uh we the first 40 minutes to me I think is a pretty solid um, idea I just think they didn't they they kind of painted themselves into a corner and didn't know where to go from there once they jump into the future where like if you overthink this movie in any way it immediately falls apart but if you just go into it and go the one thing I can give them credit for is they were trying to do something different with a sequel even though they're I think um, uh oh god one of our twitter followers one of our fans was it bill i can't remember now my I have dad brain i'm apologizing sorry mm. one of our one of our twitter fans was like yeah it's like the greatest hits of terminator movies and it is it's like they just throw in everything they throw in the t1000 and i think all that stuff is really cool i actually like all the t1000 action set pieces in the beginning i love um the 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 uh how they they call back to part two where they freeze him with the nitrous uh nitrogen or what liquid Mm -hmm. nitrogen Mm -hmm. um i think all that is really solid and there's um there's some fun stuff and and they literally do shot for shot where it looks like you're watching part one again and tweak it and that's such an interesting thing to open up but the problem is they're not actually saying that they're opening up a multiverse or multiple dimensions or timelines they're more just like things changed but I'm like, wait. So does that mean that other timelines still exist somewhere? Well, and or and everything should have changed.
1: Yeah. Like if <clears throat> if we're going if we're saying things changed, if we're going back and like she's had a Terminator with her for however many years, like it's Los Angeles is not going to look the same as it did in the first timeline that we experienced. I mean, wouldn't this it in.
0: still? If if she if only thing back there is a Terminator, like it, it, I don't it. think so. I think that I, I don't know. I.
1: I sort of feel like, again, the butterfly effect. Like having, mm-hmm. having something that predates the thing you're going back to. Having something like that change, it would also, like, I guess that she's there to receive be, him. It would be co- covert. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, but like things, things would have been different. But all of that set aside, because like you said, we can't get bogged down no, in the logic. We've already of this.
0: gotten so bogged down. We haven't even talked about the movie yet. We got this. We got this. But We're gonna get to plots.
1: This, this was such. I, I really appreciate this as an idea. Yeah. I really... I, I think that this was the right path for them to go down. Yeah. And I think in execution, a lot of the decisions they made seem to be decisions of, like, we want to achieve this. How do we get to achieve this? We're going to make decisions that don't make sense. So, like, there's... There are a lot of things, like, like traveling to the moment before Genesis was mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like, I alluded to when we were doing the three minute summary uh they decided to take the school bus when they're driving away from the bunker even though there are three motorcycles right there they decided (laughs) to take the thing that like is easily identifiable and can be overtaken by any vehicle on the road especially a motorcycle especially a motorcycle yeah like just decisions like this don't make sense what do you
0: think of the uh This is a great example of liking something in concept versus reality. Uh I I love the idea of two Arnold's fighting. And in fact, let's play the clip number one, which um, when you listen to this, just imagine if this was a porn parody, that this could very easily be a line from it.
1: You won't be needing any clothes. (laughs) I've been waiting for you.
0: Come on, that's a porn parody <laughs> line. <You> <laughs> come on, that's, that's Terminator Genesis, the porn parody. Yeah, you will need the. You won't be needing any clothes. Like I love the concept of the T800 from Skynet being sent back, and then and then fighting another Terminator. But then the fight scene just looks so cartoonish because he's so clearly fighting a CG. The. The de-aging and the mocap at first for Arnold looks pretty good, except for his super dead eyes. It's,
1: and and it looks like he's wearing a backpack he has so many muscles yeah, on his back yeah. it, it looks very
0: strange which but once they start fighting it's literally like he's fighting a character from gumby you know it's yeah. a, and mm. and they even you can tell they cgi the the telephone or the light pole that they shove arnold's face into so the scene when it first happened i was like yeah this is going to be awesome and i'm like oh and i even watched it twice just to be like no i mean it's i appreciate what you're trying to do that's exactly how i feel about a lot of scenes sure. of this, from this i'm like hey you tried something. Sure. But you get a, a participation trophy. But again, trophy.
1: <laughs> not introducing to us the fact that there's, like, a, a good Arnold who's been taking care of her for however many years. Well, you, you find that out later, you which You find is it fine. out later. Yeah. And would have loved to have that fight later. And I know that it's impossible to do because, like, it that is, is the beginning. Do, yeah. But it's, it, like, it's, I don't think it would
0: have made sense to have it later. I think, I think, and I need to maybe rewatch it or have somebody in live chat tell me if they ever justify how... The first how, please how good, please let us please know. Ryan tell me if anybody in the chat knows because I don't remember them ever saying there's no one in the chat because everyone hates this movie. you know but tons of people we right got. but this is what I'm
1: saying is that they they decided before they wrote the movie we got to <laughs> have an Arnold on Arnold fight mm-hmm. we have to and so they did it but like I just would have personally and this might just be a me thing I I need to know what's going on before I see two people fight. I just have to.
0: I think I think eh, having more of seeing the other movies maybe uh, and I think I think starting with that is a very powerful way to be like visually, hey, we're literally killing off the other yes. timeline. And and
1: I fully get all of that. So, yeah. But I just wish that I would have known what was going on with the other Arnold. See, I don't because he's so different from the Arnold yeah, that is coming. That's
0: where I want to know if they ever clear that up, because I don't remember if they do. Yeah, we gotta. We got Let's ten it. sound clips in ten minutes. Let's okay, here it. we go. So, um, the Sarah Connor comes up. Uh, she she shows up. She saves Kyle Reese in the past, and um, uh, with the T1000 attacking, she comes in and she does this the famous line that's in every Terminator movie. Clip Tell number two. If you wanna live. Say that again. So you know that's it. she's got a little bit of a fun entrance there. You know that's that's another way to immediately establish this is a difference. Sarah Connor. She starts blasting the T one thousand. Things are different. Um, and then Arnold and her. This is one of my favorite interactions where Arnold keeps harping at the fact that they have to mate. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> He's so mathematical about it. So clip number three, please. How is he?
1: Still breathing.
0: Good. And you should be able to make with Cal Reese in this timeline. Okay, we're not having this conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where, when they keep saying this timeline, mm-hmm. and maybe they were going to explore this, because this was supposed to be the first of a new trilogy, maybe they were going to explore that now they've introduced multiple timelines, and now the old timeline still exists. But, but I don't know. I don't know what... It's so confusing now, because, like, I don't know... Because you've combined both worlds but now told us it's completely different what what do i pick and choose like what do i what do i still hold on to right yeah. or none of it i guess cuz they it. kill it all off yes um and then they they keep hammering this flashback of Genesis is the new Skynet. Remember this. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, we get it. We get that he's having this dream over and over. And it's so overt.
1: But as he says, not a dream, just a memory. Just a memory. Yeah. So
0: then we, uh, uh, the T-1000 has a great, awesome chase scene. I love when he comes out of the mirror. That was a really cool shot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he, you see that he has a little bit of his, um, his metal, liquid metal on the ambulance. And um, Arnold shoots it off And then everybody looks at him and he says Clip number four
1: Old Not obsolete
0: Which feels like a metaphor For Arnold's career where he's old but he's not Obsolete he's still kicking and even in the new Terminator he's still awesome Yeah it's just they're trying so hard To justify his existence I'd say
1: not even a metaphor I feel like it was explicitly About Arnold yeah Yeah. I think it was
0: It's, It's like a line from the Expendables Yeah um so then there's uh, there's some great throwbacks with the uh, T1000 attacking the ambulance, prying the door open, fighting there, dragging um, dragging on the freeway. Um, they shoot the they keep constantly shooting the head off of the T1000 and like him having a So they do a lot of stuff uh, uh, throwbacks to Robbie Pats. That's what I call him. Mm. Robert, uh, wait, Robert Patrick. I almost said Robert Pattinson. I was waiting for it. <laughs> that's yeah. from uh, that's from the Lighthouse. He's different um, and. Yeah. And then uh, the two Kyle Reeses show up, and she shoots him in the foot, and didn't know if it was him or not. She just guessed, yeah. Which, which good thing it worked out for him. And then they have a cool throwback to Terminator Two, where they melt him in the liquid nitrogen, and and that's fun, and and he shatters, and it's awesome. And uh, and then this is, as far as I understand, the best way they try to explain why everything's changed. And live chat, people, tell me if this makes sense, because I literally listened to the sound clip five times to try and figure out if it's just like movie jargon, like uh-huh. you always say, yeah. where it's like, we just say things that sound smart. Can we play clip number five? The boy is the alternate timeline
1: version of you. Carl is remembering his own past, which is our future. That makes it so much better. How can he be remembering two timelines? It is possible if you were exposed to a nexus point in the time flow when you were in a quantum field. Can, can you... Stop talking like that as a switch or something.
2: See that line? Pops, try again.
1: A Nexus Point is an event in time of such importance that it gives rise to a vastly different future. After John was attacked, when I was in the sphere, that's when the memories began. John! If John Connor were to be killed or compromised, it could result in the ability to remember both pasts.
0: But why? Because that happened in the future. But but that happened in the future. So a Nexus Point in the future, how does it
1: it's a nexus point in the future but he was going back he to was the going past. back in the past yeah and so so then he had the interaction we saw him at the very end of the movie have the interaction with his yeah. his self that he was then remembering
0: sure sure but but why did the nexus <laughs> point in the why did that that moment in the future change everything like i could see if the nexus point happened in the past
1: because you're thinking about it as him going back but if you if you, all the
0: events that happen are linear. Get ready for clip number six, please.
1: If all the events that happen are linear, yeah. then the past is now just in the future. So everything that's happened before in your mind is the past, even though some of them were the future. Clip number six. Jesus. Fun trouble makes
0: my head hurt. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting physically angry at this movie. Like, I came in here ready to defend it and be like, guys, it's actually a pretty solid sequel. And now the more we talk about it, the more I don't know if you can tell, I'm getting, like, physically frustrated at this
2: movie. Like, I don't... (laughs) I might need to do a super cut of you guys trying to figure this out. I don't...
0: And I know that we haven't spent a ton of time talking about the plot itself, but we're trying to figure it out because then it gets even more confusing when they go to 2017 and they introduce J.K. Simmons and literally cuz i watched it in two parts cuz i have a 3 year old and can't watch movies all at once anymore uh, at home but when i watched the second part i was like wait was jk simmons in the first half of this movie no. and i had to rewind i was like no he wasn't so i was like wait jk simmons is playing a cop from terminator 1 who shot up the where where the T800 shot up the police station and he survived but in this timeline that never happened because the, the the other Terminator went back and saved Sarah Connor from another Terminator when when in the 70s. Uh-huh. And so the T-800 never shot up, never killed those punks, and never shot up the police station. But somehow J.K. Simmons still exists in that previous timeline. Yep. How? Right. He How? doesn't. That's where I'm like, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Because just all they had to do was establish that J.K. Simmons, or wait, 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 <laughs> wait! Is he wait? I just figured it out. Is he supposed to be the cop that survives from the store? I think he is. What? I think he's the cop that survives the store from the T One Thousand, the sporting goods store. Uh, I guess. But they don't fully establish that. If I, I if I'm, they don't establish it at. They don't fact, establish him at all. In really. fact, I thought they specifically. Detective O'Brien is his name. Okay, well, well maybe it is the cop. Who that, knows? But they literally make it seem the way they play him up is they make him feel like he's from the first Terminator movie. Like
1: you have to give him some sort of identifying something like have him wear a hat or a pin or something. Yeah. So, or just have JK Simmons play both guys and give him a wig. He's or only in it him. for two seconds. Yeah. So like, just give us something that attaches the two it
2: people. It is that guy. It is that guy. It's it's the guy he's from portrayed the by Wayne Bastrum Okay, in the
0: Sure. But I guess wait we- in the original Terminator,
2: <laughs> by wayne <laughs> Sorry. no no no. he he is
0: the guy in the beginning of the movie he's supposed to be that cop in the sporting goods shop right copy that yes okay. okay got it because now it took me that long to figure this out which either a means i wasn't really paying attention or b he explains it so explicitly that sounds like terminator one when they shoot up the police station all he
1: says is i survived the shootout
0: or something like that which there wasn't a shootout it was, it was a t-1000 he was I guess he was shooting. Who cares? Anyways, this is the defining thing that J.K. Simmons says that that then makes me wonder, how does he know they're time-traveling robots because he didn't know that at the time? Goddamn time-traveling robots covering up their goddamn tracks. I knew it. But he didn't know that in the 70s, and and supposedly he's established this whole conspiracy, but they have him in the movie for a total of like 10 minutes. And he's still on the police force, but if someone like that
1: starts talking about time traveling (laughs) robots, you're immediately off the police force. (laughs) And There's no
0: evidence anymore they've time traveled. Every time he shows up, they're just like, ah, this guy. Get him out of here. Right. So, really, like, why didn't they make him a more major character? He's such a throwaway character that I was so confused with what his point was in this movie. Yes,
1: yes. And... Oh, this movie's making me so angry. Just have him in the (laughs) beginning, someone be like, I'm a time-traveling robot, and give him a little pin that says, I love my wife, and then in the future, have him still have that pin and be like, I knew it!
0: Something! Yeah. So, do we have any time other than 56 seconds, Ryan?
2: You could get a minute and 56 seconds. (laughs) Okay, God. All
0: right. So, there are some, again, if you look at it as a purely fun action film and kind of forget about some of the, the silliness... There's some cool action. I like the idea behind John Connor being sent back as a Trojan horse to try and convert Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese to his side. I like that idea. I can't and I be think with. I Sorry, think I think that that's a decent. Uh, let's play that clip, actually. I can't be bargained with. Can't be reasoned with. God, oh, please. I don't feel pity or remorse pity. or fear. Job place. I absolutely will not stop John ever place. until Skynet rules this world. Rule this. I do like that. I do. I do like Amelia oh, Cart rule this. John now place. So, Job place. <laughs> That's terrible. And I, I know I have several bad clips of me acting, so I, I understand Jai Courtney. I think he's actually probably super talented, and he just hasn't been given decent stuff to work with. Um, but. Uh, Yeah, I like the idea of making John Connor the bad guy. Like, we've always seen him as the savior Sure. make him the bad guy. But then it's such a half-baked idea, and there's no conflict within him. In that moment, um, uh, Jason Clark, I think, he's showing in his eyes, he's tearing up a little, which to me, as the actor, was him trying to show, like, look, I'm trying to fight through this. But there's nothing in the script that says that. There's nothing in the script that says that John is any push and pull. He's just all bad. Yes. Which, why Like, come on, man! Like, if you're gonna say he's possessed by Genesis, and he's now half machine, it's just this movie's trying to do too much. It it should have spread it out over two movies or, or or fully fleshed out some more ideas. It's a lot going on. Yeah. And 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 then J.K. Simmons comes in, so they there's, they they blow up the bunker with all their weapons. They mm-hmm. only have like five guns. They go to it's a Genesis right before the launch, like you said. And J.K. Simmons comes in to free them from jail again. Can we play this? Clip number 10. Why are they always trying nine. to kill you? I want to help you. I do. I think. But I I, I got to understand. I know what's going on here has to be really, really complicated. We're
1: here to stop the end of the world.
0: I can work with that. <laughs> Which, I, I'm, if you build him up enough, I can laugh at that moment and not care. But it's right. just like, I don't even know what what you're... what. We don't have any more time, but, uh, the, y- you know... There are two things that I
1: wanted to say, Please. and they're very important to me. One, uh, John Connor lets slip that uh, the guy's his dad. Yeah. Even though he's lived with him for however long and never once said dad, all of a sudden he's just like, dad. Yeah. And you're like, well, hold on, wait, Which wait, wait, wait. then
0: wouldn't that potentially... Like, if he kills either of them, doesn't he stop he, st- he doesn't
1: exist, yes. So that's a thing that ties into that. The second thing is the very end, when Amelia Clark goes to, like, the young... What's Kyle Reese? Yeah. And she's like, I've someone that I need you to say, that I need you to talk to. Like, he's met her once and she just approached him out of nowhere on his front yard. And then she brings someone he knows to be a prisoner over to him. And he's like, This is my gospel. Like, that's weird. That's weird. weird. That's weird.
0: Where are his parents? Go ahead. So the thing with, but maybe him killing them will fulfill Skynet's goal anyways, which is to kill John Connor. So by making John Connor the bad guy, and then making him kill his parents and he never exists, good, then Genesis but still wins. But he also wins. built up
1: Genesis, so then they lose.
0: You're right. Yep. Uh, nothing makes sense. Yep. But hey, you know, maybe if Terminator Dark Fate does well in China, well, then Arnold <laughs> will be able to say...
2: I'll be back.
0: Who what? knows? There were six Resident Evil movies. Like I said, there's moments in here that are decent, and there's some ideas that could have worked, but I've realized through this conversation how mad this movie makes me. <laughs> Let us know what you thought about Terminator Genesis. Where does it rank in the sequels? What did you think of Dark Fate? And hey, what did you think think of Pixels? (laughs) Until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? On Twitter
1: and Instagram, at too much Jesse and for Sketch at the Prom Losers.
0: You can find me at the Ben Begley. You can find us at Guilty Movie. Guys, keep your suggestions rolling in for this holiday season. Until next time, what is your Guilty Movie pleasure?
1: From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.